0: and welcome to the Hope for Today broadcast. I'm Doran Wengard, your host and founder of Wengard Ministries, where we are delivering hope to every heart. Well, I'm excited to say Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from my side of the world. Whether you're watching from America or from another country, I have a message for you today that brings hope and joy year round and, and really all around the world. I know that the traditions in America are not the same as in other countries, so i'd like to take some time and talk about that and what it really means to all of us as children of god so the title to the message today is peace on earth this is a very special time because it's when we celebrate the birth of jesus into the world most everyone here in america celebrates christmas by giving gifts and spending time together as families but there's a much deeper celebration going on in the hearts of true believers in Jesus. It began with angels appearing to Mary and Joseph and really that by itself is miraculous indeed. However, I want to focus on the specific words spoken by the angels to the shepherds who were watching their flocks. Uh, It starts out in Luke uh, chapter 2 in verse 4. I'd like to start there. and this will be the sign to you you will find the babe wrapped in swaddling cloths lying in a manger and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising god and saying glory to god in the highest and on earth peace goodwill toward men so what is this peace on earth goodwill toward men that the angels were talking about we don't need to look very far to see that there definitely is not peace on earth. In fact, if we allow ourselves to focus only on outward circumstances, we might be tempted to believe that peace is not even a realistic expectation. This could even be in your own relationships or your finances or your health. So where is the peace the angels were promising? Now I want you to change your perspective and view the time of Jesus' birth from the point of view of God the Father himself. What was he thinking and feeling? Could you imagine what was going on in his heart and his mind? It had been thousands of years since God had made a covenant with Abraham. And here were the events unfolding to bring about the fulfillment of that covenant. Even though I'm sure we've all had to wait for something to take place in our lives, there's no possible way that anyone can truly appreciate the anticipation that God felt as the angels announced the birth of his son into the world as a man, God had promised the fullness of blessing to come upon the descendants of Abraham. However, before that could happen, the law was given to Moses to demonstrate the utter hopelessness of the condition in mankind before a holy and righteous God. I know it's strange to think of it this way, but the separation of mankind from God had to be highlighted so that the redemption to God would be accepted. When the angels announced the birth of Jesus to the shepherds, they were not saying that there would automatically be peace from mankind to mankind. God was announcing that all provision has arrived to finally make eternal peace between God and man. This is why the verse says, peace on earth, good will toward man. God had been desiring peace with men and women for generations and generations. And now finally mankind was, was standing at the threshold of this reality. God was saying this through the words of the angels to the shepherds. He was saying, the time of separation is ending. The time of great grace has begun with the birth of Jesus. The kingdom of heaven has come to earth. From the beginning when Adam and Eve sinned in the Garden of Eden, there had been a, a, a requirement for righteousness that could not be paid. The sting of death, which is sin, was upon every person born into the world because Adam and, Adam and Eve lost their right to immortality through the disobedience to God. The only way for that requirement to be paid was for a perfect human to be born and eventually to be killed as a sacrifice for all sin. At that point of sacrifice, the mortal human would put on immortality again, and anyone who believed could receive the payment of the righteous requirement. We are now walking in the reality of what happened when Jesus went to the cross as the sacrifice and payment for our sins. I'd actually like to, to go through some verses which describe what happened when Jesus was killed on our behalf, and to remind you that we cannot separate out, the birth of Jesus, from his death and and resurrection. I'd like to look at 1 Corinthians uh, 15, starting in verse 53. It says, For this corruptible must put on incorruption, that this mortal must, must put on immortality. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption, and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your sting? O Hades, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. So verse 56 says that the strength of sin is the law. But in Galatians, it says God, uh, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. In fact, let's let's look at that. Uh, Galatians 3, starting in verse 5, it says, Therefore, he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Just as Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness, therefore know that only those who are of faith are sons of Abraham. And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel to Abraham beforehand, saying, In you all the nations shall be blessed. So then those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who does not continue in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. But that no one is justified by the law in the sight of God is evident, for the just shall live by faith. Yet the law is not of faith, but the man who does them shall live by them. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Do you see here that Jesus had to become a curse for us so that the blessing of Abraham might come upon us? So let's remind ourselves again of the blessing of Abraham. In Genesis 12, verses two and three, it says, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Now, I want to go back to Galatians 3 and and go on a little bit and look at verses 26 through 29. It says, For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you were baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed, and heirs according to the promise. Not only are we Abraham's heirs receiving his inheritance, but we have also been redeemed from the curse of the law. All of the blessings of the law are part of our inheritance and everything, everything listed as a curse in the law has been turned into a blessing because of Jesus. So can you see why this time of year when we celebrate the birth of Jesus is such a time of great joy and excitement? No wonder the angels were filled with joy and amazement. I'd really like to read all of the verses in Deuteronomy which describe all of the blessings that are ours However, in order to include everything, we also have to read all of the curses and then we turn them around to blessings because Jesus has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Now, I'm not going to go through all of those for sake of time, but you can find them later by reading it for yourself. Just start in Deuteronomy 28. I've decided, though, to just go through them as a list so we can get a picture of just how thorough our God is in his provision of blessings for us. So listen closely, look at it, and allow faith to rise in your heart. All of this has been provided for you and for me. Number one, God will set you on high above all the nations of the earth. You will be blessed in the city. You will be blessed in the field. You will have perfect offspring. Your crops will be blessed. Your cattle will be blessed. Your flocks will increase. Your baskets and storehouses will be full of of good things you will be blessed in all that you undertake you will have complete victory over all your enemies your land will be abundantly fertile and productive you will be established as a holy people unto God you will be a witness and an example to all people on earth all nations will be afraid of you you will be prosperous in goods in children in stock and in crops in all the land the Lord will open to you all of his good treasure The heavens will give you rain in due season in all of your land. The Lord will bless the work of your hands. You will be prosperous enough to lend to many nations, and you will not need to borrow. The Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You will be above only and never beneath. Now, I want to read uh, the list of curses that are mentioned. I want you to look at this and read with me. However, just as a reminder, I'm changing the word cursed to blessed. Because of Galatians 3.13. So these are the curses that are changed to blessing. And some of them are repeats of the, the blessing which was turned around as a curse. But So just listen to this. This is what Jesus accomplished on the cross. You will be blessed in the city. You will be blessed in the field. Your baskets and storehouses will be blessed. Your children will be blessed. Your crops will be blessed. Your herds will increase. Your flocks will increase. You will be blessed when you come in. You will be blessed when you go out. Jehovah will send blessings upon you. He will stop vexation. We we have to kind of think about how this was written and listen to him about how it applies to us today. Uh, He will stop rebukes. You will succeed in all you do. You will not be destroyed. You will not quickly perish. I don't know if you've lost track yet, but we've only just begun. Here's some more. Pestilence, cleaving unto you, or anything that brings a slow death, has been removed. Death, emaciation, or to grow thin and waste away can no longer happen. Consumption has changed to health and vitality. Fever has been broken. Extreme burning or inflammation has been canceled. Sword or wars and civil strife has no effect. Inflammation or burning is gone. Blasting or high wind must stop. Mildew is gone heaven is open for bountiful rain and fruitful seasons earth is no longer hard as iron but soft and workable for crops drought and dust will not come because the earth will be fed by rain destruction because of of long drought will not happen again you'll be successful before your enemies your enemies will come in one way but go before you seven ways your influence goes into all kingdoms of the earth Your bodies will not be eaten by fowls and beasts. You will have help in driving away your enemies. The botch of Egypt or the ulcer has been healed completely. Emrods or cancer has been erased. Persistent scabs are gone. Itch is canceled. New remedies for healing are discovered. Madness or dementia is changed to soundness of mind. Blindness is changed to perfect vision. Stupification of heart is changed to peace and joy. You can see clearly to lead others in their blindness. You will have full prosperity. Never again be oppressed or, or ruined. You will always have someone there to save you. Have you lost count yet? There's a lot more. Let's keep going. Your enemy will never take away your wife. I'm glad about that. Your house can never be taken by your enemy. Your vineyard can never be taken by your enemy. Your stock will be safe before your eyes. Restoration always in every situation will be yours. You will always have a man to deliver you. Your sons and daughters will never be given to other people as slaves. You will desire deliverance for your children and it will come. You will be powerful to help them. Your enemies will never eat your crops. You will never be crushed. You will be full of peace and joy when you see your own helpfulness you'll never never serve other gods or idols you will enjoy your sons and daughters and they will never become slaves of others strangers among you will be humbled and you will be exalted you will be you will lend to strangers your enemies will serve you your possessions are safe from robbery nakedness is changed to fine clothes you'll never be in need you'll be in bondage to no one You will have preservation of your life. You will have no war with foreign nations. You will have merciful treatment from enemies. Cannibalism is done away with. I'm glad about that. Famine and distress will never come. Men murdering close relatives will not happen to you. Women murdering close relatives will not happen to you. Great plagues of long endurance have disappeared from you. Sore sickness is gone immediately. All the diseases and plagues of Egypt will leave you. Your service will only be to the true God. You will have peace. You will have rest from fearful and trembling hearts. You will have eye healing. Your sorrow of mind will be turned to joy. You will have no fears by day or night. You will have full, full assurance of life. No fretting or worry, but constant peace. You will never again be in slave, slavery as in Egypt so be encouraged and reminded once again of the great grace and favor upon you because of jesus think of it all of the things that i just mentioned in those lists it's all been accomplished it's finished it's a done deal because jesus finished his work on the cross so turn your heart to god and worship and in an adoration of his amazing and unstoppable love he has given all of himself to you for your restoration for your healing and prosperity Receive his goodness and allow all of the curses in your life to be changed to blessings. Peace on earth, goodwill toward men. God bless you and Merry Christmas. (laughs)